relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Let's get back to the show with Grant Stinchfield. Well, hi there, folks. Welcome back to the program. Thank you, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who is in Oxford, England, getting ready to debate April Ryan and Bernie Sanders' brother over the dangers of Donald Trump. Uh, I'm sure Dr. Gorka is going to be victorious again in his debate at one of the oldest Debate clubs in the world, the Oxford Union there in Oxford, England. So I uh, appreciate him letting me sit in for him today. Uh, good evening, I guess we can call it, depending on where you are in the country. Um, you know, the left is so outrageous. The left is so out of control when it comes to blurring the lines of reality. You know, in America today, we can't even figure out what is right when it comes to facts. Now, We can, conservatives can, but liberals don't want to look at facts. I saw this story the Blaze had put out, but it's really a GQ story that, you're going to believe this, GQ's man of the year is Kim Kardashian. That's right, GQ magazine naming Kim Kardashian as one of its men of the year, okay, um, This is literally a strategy by them to ridicule men and uproot the patriarchy, as as our friend Jason Whitlock writes over at The Blaze. So you might think this is just nuts and 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 you you let the air out of your out of your belly and you say, oh, boy, you roll your eyes, you shrug your shoulders. But GQ doing this is bigger than just pandering to the woke mob. This is about blurring the lines of reality. This is about taking men out of society. You know, ultimately, when you take men out of society, society collapses. How do I know this? I just have to go back to history. You look at ancient Greece. You look at ancient Rome. If you go to your local um, uh, museum and you look at statues from different eras of Greece and Rome moving in from at the top of their game to the bottom of their game, you had Greek and Roman godlike statues, these big, giant Zeus-like men. And then what happened? Then as society starts to fail, you get these whimsical little creatures, these little angel-like fairies of men. What do you think is happening in society today? We literally are filling the ranks of soy boys, okay? You got people we should be being called men living in their mother's basement, They can't provide for themselves. They certainly aren't going to protect the women and children that are around them because they run scared of everything. They glob on to the liberal ideology because they're hopeful that government will just up and take care of them. And then, lo and behold, you got Gentleman's Quarterly, which back when I was a kid, like this was a magazine you looked for to see what the latest style was. Now, 
I'm not a big style guy. You can see I'm wearing a shirt that literally says, why are we whispering? Which anyone who knows me knows I don't whisper. But we can't be whispering as a country, and we certainly can't be whispering about things like this. So we cannot surrender our roles as men in society. Okay? Now, Jason Whitlock pointed out some interesting things in his article. When did this all start? He goes all the way back 30 years ago when we took away superheroes out of entertainment. I grew up with Superman and Batman, okay? And Superman and Batman had crushes or even relationships with Lois Lane and and Batman had a crush on Catwoman. And let me tell you something, Catwoman was about as hot as it gets. As a 14-year-old boy, Catwoman was the bomb.com, okay? Now what do we get? Now we get villains that are the heroes of TV, including people like Tony Soprano, who's a mob boss, who Hollywood made us feel sorry for. Meanwhile, he's like ordering the killing of people and shakedowns and all of this stuff. And I love me some Sopranos. Don't get me wrong. I'm half Italian. I grew up in New York. I, I, I look at the Vinny and Joey, and I can look at some family members and say, those are my guys. But that's not who you want as heroes for our kids, Tony Soprano. I want Superman as heroes for our kids. Then I got to read in GQ that Kim Kardashian is its man of the year. Now, there's another, they they named three, okay? So uh, I don't even know these people. Maybe the crew can help me out with this. Jacob Elordi is one, and Travis Scott is another, okay? Elordi apparently is an actor who plays a closeted gay man in the HBO drama Euphoria. And Scott, Travis Scott, I know he's a rapper. Go figure. This rapper has all kinds of Satan-themed concerts. Why is Satan overtaking concerts? I mean, all you have to do is look at many of the pop culture icons today, and they're infusing satanic imagery in all of their concerts, in their movies, in their music videos. And so GQ decides to name a gay guy uh, a rapper who embraces Satan and a a fake big-butted supermodel named Kim Kardashian as their man of the year. Now, I I will say this about Kim Kardashian. They're heck of business people. I don't know whether it's her mom that leads them, them to the success that they have had, but you don't see much better families of success than the Kardashian family. They have figured out a way to capitalize on the idiocy of America, okay? And, and quite frankly, I, I know that this is a Christian channel and, and, and that, that we all, but what is up with the butt surgeries? And the I see this at the gym all over the place. This is not attractive. This is not a real woman walking around with a giant butt that you had surgically implanted. What is that about? And then I got to look on the other side of things. You have men that are doing everything they can to not look like men. At one place I'm at the gym, I'm looking over here, and I got a woman with a fake butt, and then I'm looking over here, and I got a guy wearing eyeshadow and eyeliner with earrings all over his face. 
society is collapsing before our eyes and we're doing nothing about it. Is it because there's no men in the household anymore? Is it because we don't have male role models? Is it because we don't have, forget about fathers, we don't even have father figures anymore. The last father figure I, I remember was Huxtable, Dr. Huxtable. And the Cosby show, that's the last father figure. Now the guy's a a, a disgusting rapist. Do you see what's happening? They are trying to turn men into laughingstocks. They talk about toxic masculinity if it's, it's some kind of a bad thing. Let me tell you something. I'm proud of my masculinity. I'm 54 years old. I take testosterone shots once a week. Why? So I keep up with my masculinity. I go to the gym so I can try to build some muscles as I get older in life. Why? So I can keep up with masculinity for two reasons. One, I want to take care of my body and I want to look good. Two, I want to be able to protect my family and those around me. If I'm a frail, feeble wuss bag... How are you going to protect anybody? And then that leads me to say, how are you going to protect your country if you don't act like a man? The reality is we need men in society. And now, as Whitlock points out in his article, the superhero movies, they aren't even with men anymore. The superhero movies are trying to make women superheroes you got to have crazy alien superheroes. And then the superheroes like Deadpool, I'll admit it's a funny movie, but that's not a superhero. He's a derelict. And yet I got to come home on my 14-year-old son says, Dad, can I watch Deadpool 2 or 3 or whatever? What happened to Superman? Oh, I know what happened to Superman. They made him gay too in the comic book. It is about systematically destroying the country as we know it. And I'm fed up of watching it happen. This is why they hate President Trump, by the way. You know what? Because President Trump happens to be an alpha male. President Trump happens to be strong. President Trump happens to believe in traditional male-female roles. Doesn't mean a woman can't go be super successful. In fact, just the opposite. Have at it. Don't take men out of society. Don't turn them into women. They start the transgender nonsense. Stay away from my kids. Do not be giving them hormones without my permission. You know, that's what they're doing in California. They want to make it okay for your kid to go have transgender surgery without the parent's permission. What world are we living in today? We're living in a world where GQ names Kim Kardashian their man of the year. That's what world we're living in, folks. And it's absolutely disgusting all right 833-334-6752-833-33 gorka i'm grant stinchfield grantstinchfield.com if you like me getting all worked up i do that on the podcast too just go to grantstinchfield.com it is a salem media podcast you can hear me there subscribe it on social media stinchfield 1776 back with my buddy mark morgan talking about the border next 
threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. China, Russia, India, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia are conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration sends hundreds of billions abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. Patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see tyrannical implications. The end of cash? The end of financial privacy? Big government able to see your every purchase? Could there be ties to a social credit system? You can own private currency. Gold and silver. Get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. Call Midas Gold Group today at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653. MidasGoldGroup.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Let's get back to the show with Grant Stinchfield. Well, welcome back, everybody. Dr. G has, uh, I won't call it the day off because he's debating April Ryan and Bernie Sanders' brother at the Oxford Union in London over the dangers of President Trump. So, again, uh, they better be in for a danger because it's not going to be a fair fight against Dr. Gorka. So welcome back, everybody. 833-33-Gorka. That is the line to weigh in. 833-33-Gorka. As I mentioned, I'm Grant Stinchfield. Um, Look, I do want to talk a little bit about spending. When we see Xi Jinping coming into San Francisco to talk to Joe Biden, who I believe is the greatest national security risk to America as we know it. One, he's a dementia-ridden patient. Two, he's feckless. Three, he's weak. And four, he's compromised. All of that makes him a national security risk. The number two national security risk, I believe, to America is our spending problem. We are weak with the amount of spending we have. Why? Because we're crushing our economy. Inflation is up. Now we push this continuing resolution, what they call it, the two-step stopgap. It sounds like a dance in Texas where I'm broadcasting from, but it is no dance. It is a game. In fact, I call it a con game. There's no no coincidence con uh, begins the part of Congress, right? And I believe it's a con game. We need to get back to the business of cutting spending and doing it now. But here we are, and we're giving Speaker Johnson some leeway. So I want to dive into, are a lot of the conservative members of Congress giving Speaker Johnson leeway here? There wasn't a lot of fight about this continuing resolution. So tell me, break all of this stuff down. I want to bring in the Washington Bureau Chief, for Breitbart.com, which is a great, great, great site. Um, uh, here with us now is Matthew Boyle. Um, Matt, it's great to have you on the program. Yeah, Grant, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, I didn't see a huge fight here. Normally I would. It seems like some of the usual suspects, who I'm a, such a big fan of, were somewhat quiet here. What do you think is going on? Uh, with regard to the the spending fight, I mean, yes, the continuing the, resolution yeah. and and getting that passed through. Look, I mean, the, nothing changed when you elected a new speaker of the house. The fact is, is that you've got the uh, a four seat Republican majority in the house. The Democrats control the Senate by one seat, and the Democrats control the White House. 
So electing a new speaker wasn't going to change that vote math. And the fact is, is that any Republican speaker is going to be in a tough position. And, uh, you know, Speaker Johnson has the same hand that Speaker McCarthy had. So uh, I do think that some of the people that were making promises that, like, electing a new speaker, uh, et cetera, were writing checks they can't cash, right? Like, and uh, I think that the... The fact is, is that you want to change how Washington works. You can do it, uh, but you need to elect better Republicans. You need to elect more Republicans in both the House and the Senate. And you All need right. to change who's the president. That's so I do get a feeling, play. though, that I, I get a feeling, Matt, that there are those of the Freedom Caucus that maybe are giving Speaker Johnson a little more room to maneuver here. Because if this was Speaker McCarthy trying to put a two-step stopgap, I would have had Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene on my Real America's Voice show every night for the last two weeks screaming and yelling how we can't let this happen and we can't do this. And there wasn't a lot of that going on. It was kind of more quiet than it had usually been. Yeah, well, I think that, again, these people wrote checks they can't cash. The fact is is that uh, nothing changed when you changed. We went through a month of this. Uh, you know, uh, fight for a new speaker, and the idea that Johnson was going to be fundamentally different than McCarthy was, it's not possible. Like, this was the whole point of the McCarthy situation. The McCarthy team was always saying that, the, the you know, they're doing the best they can with what they've got. Well, that's true. Like, I mean, that's that. The, and, and well, that, but Matt, here's, here's the difference. Here's the difference mm-hmm. is that you couldn't trust McCarthy. McCarthy was a guy who said, okay, we'll bring individual spending bills to the floor, and then doesn't. He said, we give you enough time to read the bill, and then doesn't. Uh, made promises about other things, and then breaks the promises. Uh, there were times where you could really get a feeling he was turning his back on certain factions of the Republican Party. What we needed, I know we can't get a unifier because we're so far apart, just even inside the Republican Party. But if you have somebody you can trust, you may disagree with, you're going to be better off as a party. McCarthy was just too divisive. Well, I mean, again, Speaker Johnson made all of those same exact promises, and he's now broken them too, right? Like, So if these people actually believe what they say they believe, the people like Matt Rosendale, like Matt Gates, et cetera, uh, and you know, many of them are friends of mine, right? Like, I like a lot of those members of Congress, but the fact is, is that if they are going to stick with, to what they say they believe in, they would bring a motion to vacate against Speaker Johnson. And I don't no. see that happening. No, but Matt, Matt, you're not right. letting you're not letting the game play out, right? So now you've you've put him in a position where basically you're saying, okay, you're the quarterback, and you didn't win with two minutes left. We put you in in the fourth quarter. You're down by 14, and you didn't win, and we put you in with two yeah, minutes. So now let's get a new quarterback. Because I don't know if that's true. Like, I mean, I don't know if the the idea that you're going to be able to pass individual spending bills in January and February either, I don't think that you are. But well, it's, I, I agree with you on that, which which is why, in my mind, I think we should have taken the stand now. Why are we Why are we pushing it down the road? Like, I see what Johnson's political move was. Things are quiet. He was able to get it through without a bunch of yelling and screaming, so he just bought himself some time. In his position, I see what he's doing. In my position, and I think in your position too, uh, what we want, or to stand up and fight for what's right. Forget about the political move. Like, we are flat, broke, busted, Matt. 
Yeah, well, again, uh, the the fact is is that I want to see Republicans use the leverage that they've got to get positive changes, right? Like, and we blew the month long fight over a speaker blew Republican leverage in Congress in the spending negotiations. The fact is is that they had passed several of the individual appropriations bills in the lead up to that. They passed, I think, four or five of them um, uh, before they vacated the chair. Since then, they, since we got a new speaker, I think they've passed a few more. Uh, they haven't. They, they had to call off several of the other ones because several of the conservatives blocked them again uh, this last week uh, after the, the CR vote and whatnot. But the fact is, is that you want to see real change in Washington, which I do. You need to change who the president is. You need to change who the senators are. You need to change uh, who the members of Congress are. Yeah. Right? Like, and that means you need to elect better numbers uh, with a four-seat majority. The idea that you're going to see in the House where the Democrats control the Senate and the White House, you're not going to see that much more change. Yeah. Right? Like uh, on the policy front. They need I, I to get what they can out of these fights and get to the election next year. And, and that, is, that is where it starts, is electing new leadership, and especially in the United States Senate. That, that's where it is imperative. Um, I'll tell you what, Matt Boyle, it's great having you on the program, as always. I know this is a regular thing for you, but uh, I appreciate you, you coming on when I'm filling in for Dr. G. Thank you, buddy. Yep, you bet. All right, absolutely. You can find Matt Boyle at Breitbart.com, and uh, he's doing great work up in Washington. I, I will say this, that it is better off to have a speaker that at least for now we can give some trust to. But I give rope, and I give a short rope in situations like this. So as I say, in my position doing radio, I do the morning out in L.A., I do the TV show on Real America's Voice, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. I got eyes in the front of my head. I got eyes in the back of my head, and I got eyes in the side of my head. And they all see 2020, and I'm always watching. And you know who else is watching? Stinchfield's Army. All of you, because we're going to get those good people back in office. It was up to us. So we keep moving forward. Hey, let's talk about Israel and the hostages and what the real truth is about all that when we come back. Stick around. On this MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell wants to thank you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. You will receive a queen-size MyPillow for just $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more for a king-size. You will receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code Gorka to receive this amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, or call 800 829 This offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A, or call 800-829-8468 today. MyPillow.com, code Gorka. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Let's get back to the show with Grant Stinchfield. Well, hi there, folks. Thank you, Dr. G. It is great to be sitting in your chair uh, this afternoon as we go through some of the news of the day. And uh, there's no bigger news than Joe Biden putting national security at risk, sucking up to Xi Jinping, the chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, uh, who is over here being welcomed as a state hero 
Xi Jinping is the leader of, of an army that is waging war on us right now. He's pushing fentanyl through that's killing American citizens. He's stealing American secrets from American companies. They are spying on us. They got spy balloons flying across the country. They're propping up our enemies like Iran and, and, and Russia so the, our allies have a harder time keeping themselves safe. All of this is sowing chaos for one reason and one reason only to take down the United States, all the while Xi Jinping selling the dollar and buying gold, what, to crush the American dollar. And lo and behold, Joe Biden says this about Xi Jinping in their little meeting yesterday. Roll cut, roll it. We've known each other for a long time. We haven't always agreed, which was not surprised to anyone. But our meetings have always been candid, straightforward, and useful. I've never doubted what you've told me in terms of your candid nature in which you speak. I value our conversation because I think it's paramount that you and I understand each other clearly. All right. He trusts him? Never doubted anything you said? I just spelled out everything they're doing to us. And he says, the only only thing that he's never doubted, the check is in the mail. Yes, Joe Biden, the check is in the mail. Oh, I don't doubt that. I'll have my son Hunter go to the post office tomorrow and pick it up. All of this is nonsensical, and it is also very dangerous. Well, there is an organization out there trying to take down the CCP. Uh, the new federal state of China become very involved with this group, founded by Steve Bannon and uh, the billionaire Chinese dissident Miles Guo, who sits in a federal prison, also a political persecution. No victims to what he's being accused of that I can see uh, because they are on a quest to take down the CCP. They also have many of their members of the new federal state of China that are embedded inside, even, yes, secretly, Chinese Communist Party in China that gets information back here. There are many of them in the United States that support the destruction of the CCP. Uh, One of them, of course, is Nicole Tsai. Uh, She comes on my Real America's Voice show a lot, my podcast a lot. She is with the new federal state of China. Nicole Tsai, welcome to the program. Thank you, Grant, for having us. Well, you're out there uh, in front of where Biden and she are meeting. Uh, they keeping you away from Xi? Absolutely. Uh, Gavin Newsom and the city government and state government did a very good job complying with Xi Jinping's demands of not seeing any anti-CCP protesters. And we are among the largest anti-CCP group. As you mentioned, we are new federal state of China, founded by Steve K. Bannon and Mao Guo, with the sole purpose of taking down the Chinese Communist Party. And we want to do it right here on the U.S. soil, because CCP is not just in Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong, or Taiwan. They are right here on the U.S. soil. They're in Washington, D.C. They're in San Francisco. They're in New York. They have infiltrated the U.S. community and schools and colleges. So that's why we're here to demand Xi Jinping to be booted out from this country. And we ask President Joe Biden to wake up. Well, Nicole, look, you say they're right here in in the United States. Um, The Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party in Congress released the donor list of who was paying $40,000 a plate. And you have the CEO of Amway. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, Lawrence Fink, BlackRock, Stephen Schwartzman, Blackstone, all of these companies. This is just a few of them. You've got Gilead Services. You, you've got MasterCard. You've, you've got uh, uh, Fulgent Genetics. All these huge companies, 40000 a plate, and the organization putting it on 
filled with globalists. Uh, this is sums up the involvement of Wall Street and big business sucking up to Daddy Xi. Absolutely. I mean, these globalists, they do not represent the American people's interest. I mean, they have been profiting from America's failed policy toward the communist China, and they have been profiting from the CCP's slave labor market. And that's why Tim Cook, he set up iPhone's biggest factory in the city of Zhengzhou, where they employ hundreds of tens of thousands of Chinese slave labor. And so this... This is the reason why that the Wall Street did not want to decouple from the CCP, and they have paid big time to the Washington, D.C. lobbyists to influence the Biden administration, and they want to keep the appeasement policy toward the CCP. All right, I've got another soundbite from Joe Biden, who's literally spelling out the exact opposite, Nicole, and we're talking with Nicole Tsai of the new federal state of China, exact opposite of what we're talking about. We need to get away from relying on China, who wants to destroy us, Start relying on ourselves. This is what uh, Joe Biden said. Guys in the control room, uh, I believe it's cut 22. We're not trying to decouple from China. But what we're trying to do is change the relationship for the better. From my perspective, if in fact the Chinese people who are in trouble right now economically, if the average homeowner or the homeowner, if the average citizen in China was able to have a decent-paying job. That benefits them and it benefits all of us. But I'm not going to continue to sustain the support for positions where if we want to invest in China, we have to turn over all our trade secrets. So he mentions that at the very end, let's not turn over our trade. It's not turning over our trade secrets. They're stealing our trade secrets. And then he says he doesn't want to decouple, and he wants all of this investment, yet... China is doing everything it can to be the global leader, including ruining our dollar and them taking over international trade, Nicole. Absolutely. You know what? When he talked about the Chinese people, I think this is so so um, hypocritical because it's exactly the Wall Street and America's failed policy toward the Communist Party that has led to the Chinese people's deteriorating human rights condition. And Chinese people are being paid like dirt by the corporate America who are now paying $40,000 just to dine with Xi Jinping. And these corporate CEOs in America, they have done nothing to promote the human rights and freedom and democracy and individual liberty for the Chinese people. In fact, they have been funding the world's most powerful dictatorship. They have been funding the CCP's military modernization. They've been funding this totalitarian regime who has sponsored the Hamas surprise attack in Israel and the Russian invasion in Ukraine and the upcoming CCP's yeah. reunification effort to take over Taiwan by force. All right. I, I'm going to ask. I'm going to go on the fly here a little bit, Nicole, because there is another story I want to talk about. I'm going to ask you, do you think you could stay through the break, come back for the next segment? And I want to talk about Xi Jinping, the Chinese consulates in America, trying to hire Chinese students, ultimately end up threatening Chinese students to show up in San Francisco and then sticking it to Chinese students, not paying the bills that they promised to these students. Uh, It's another example of the exclusive information coming out of the new federal state of China. Will you stick around, Nicole? 
Absolutely. Okay, we're going to come back with Nicole Sai from the streets of San Francisco outside where Biden and she are. Don't forget, folks, my website, GrantStinchfield.com. GrantStinchfield.com. If you like what you hear on this program, I love being here. You can catch my podcast, GrantStinchfield.com, everywhere. Rumble. Go to my Rumble stream. Like it there. Subscribe. And, of course, the Real America's Voice show every night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right, we're back in a flash with Nicole Sai. Stick around. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Let's get back to the show with Grant Stinchfield. All right, folks, welcome back. So if you are watching any of the coverage of Xi Jinping visiting San Francisco, you know they cleaned up the streets for him. I mean, San Francisco was the dirtiest, nastiest city in America. It's so sad because it was once such a shining, great city. But miraculously, they cleaned up the entire city for him. It's crazy. Uh, also, when he drove in, there were no American flags. Now, I wanted him to be greeted with American flags. Instead, there was all kinds of Chinese flags. And then there were all kinds of Chinese people cheering his arrival. The streets lined with people dressed in red, cheering him on. Well, I'll bring back in now our guest from the new federal state of China, the organization trying to bring down the CCP and ultimately replace it. Nicole Sai is in San Francisco where this all went down. Nicole, who were those people that were cheering him? Grant, those people are all paid by the CCP's embassies and consulates because we have intercepted some text messages sent through the uh, CCP's consulate in L.A. and San Francisco. They're trying to mobilize the uh, Chinese students study in University of Southern California and UCLA and even University of San Francisco, uh, San Francisco. So they tell the students, hey, this is a glorious historical mission for you to take on, to welcome Papa Xi. And uh, the, the CCP spy operative offered the students very lucrative um, uh, treatment that is paid uh, hotels and air flights and also some cash rewards about four hundred dollars that's a lot of money for for a lot of the international students and then there's also like a restriction that if students sign up they cannot back off if ever they back up they face some serious consequences back home if they ever go back to china all right so through the new federal state of China, through your sources, you uncovered some text messages. It was written in Chinese. You've translated it for us. 
Um, I'm going to read it. This is from a University of San Francisco Chinese student. It was a complaint message to the organizer of the Welcome Group for Cheese Visit, and it reads, I am a student at the University of San Francisco. Today we took the big bus provided by the embassy to welcome Chairman Xi. We encountered unfair treatment. The embassy personnel told us the free lunch will be provided to only some students. Most students don't get it. We were promised to receive $400 award, but we only received $100. Some students wanted to withdraw, but were issued a direct warning that quitting will be recorded in their personnel files in China, which will affect their future in China, i.e. employment and residency. Now, Nicole, as an American, the last thing I heard of a personal file was when I was in junior high and they threatened me that they would put it in my personal file. I never thought much of it. In China, though, a personal file is everything. This is the government has information on you. They could they could ruin your life. They were threatening these students, not to mention they stiffed them 300 bucks that they promised them. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, people hear about the social credit score, but very few people actually know that there's a secret personnel folder that is being kept by the CCP. Not the government, but the CCP. And so everybody in China has a secret file kept on you. And I think that if you get uh, some some negative comments on your personnel folder or file, you will have difficulty in finding a job or, you know, applying for a home, uh, a mortgage loan, and even find a residence. That's how the CCP controls the stu- students. Even the international students studying outside of China, these two students are facing serious consequence. And so this is why we're calling the CCP not a, as a government. They are mafia, the criminal organization, and they hijack the Chinese people to do bad things. Certainly seems how they act. Just a couple seconds left uh, in, the, in the segment. Nicole, can you go back to China or no? Would you be arrested? No, Grant, I haven't been back to China for 25 years and I'll never, ever go back because there's no freedom there. And I'm a proud, naturalized U.S. citizen. Becoming a U.S. citizen is the best decision I've ever made in this life because America is great. And we need to keep that, Grant. We need to keep America great again. Absolutely. Nicole, I'm making a prediction. When the new federal state of China takes over China and replaces the CCP, you go back for the celebration. Absolutely. And you'll be invited to go there and taste the real authentic Chinese food. (laughs) And I cannot wait for that. Nicole Tsai with the new federal state of China. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, Fascinating information. Folks, I'm going to tell you something about this group. They have members that risk their lives to get information back to the United States from inside China. It really is an amazing group. Uh, NFC, NFSCofficial.com is the website. NFSC Speaks is uh, their social media. That's going to uh, do it for Nicole Sai. But we are back here in a flash. I want to talk about Kim Kardashian as man of the year. What? That's next. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Let's get back to the show with Grant Stinchfield. 
Well, thank you so much, Dr. G. It's great to be sitting in your chair this afternoon. And uh, one thing that I love about doing this job is I get to talk to my favorite people across the country, uh, real patriots who who really want this nation to be resaved. Um, and I think President Trump's the only guy that could do it right now. But just know there are people out there that think like us and can get back in a position to turn this whole thing around. And one of those guys that I'm talking about is Mark Morgan. Uh, he's the former commissioner of Border Protection. He spent 20 years inside the FBI. He's uh, main, main, main dude inside the Trump administration. And I want to welcome him to America First. Mark Morgan, it's great to see you, my friend. Grant, thanks for having me. And I wish you would have told me, if you were going to wear the T-shirt and show the guns, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> well, you know, look, you're a government you guy. You, 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 you got to always be wearing the tie. And, and I got I the, why are we whispering <laughs> shirt? But somebody who doesn't whisper is Mark Morgan. And you texted <laughs> me right. literally right after this this uh, this move to to impeach Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas that Marjorie T- Taylor Greene offered up, and these eight feckless Republicans voted against it. You texted me, uh, I'll just say some real man salty language uh, responses to this. <laughs> Have you calmed yeah. down since then, or are you still like me? I'm no. so angry. No, I, I, I'm so angry, Grant. I say every day I wake up angry, pissed off, frustrated, and I think we're justified in doing so, and I think more people should be. And I think if these eight feckless rhino Republicans uh, felt the way we did, they wouldn't have voted the way they, they, they did. Look, with this secretary, great, you and I have talked about, this is the first secretary in our lifetime of a major department that's come in. He views the laws as a mere advisory opinion. He's abdicated his oath. He's abused of his authority. He's lied to the American people. He's lied to Congress over and over again. He's even vilified the over, same men and women that he's supposed to oversee. And he's been the chief architect of the worst border security crisis in our lifetime. So Representative Green, um, uh, she is absolutely on the right right side of this. Those eight are on the wrong side of this. But real quick, what I'll say, you are talking earlier. What what I'm hoping is this is left less about substance and more about timing because Chairman of the the House Homeland Security Committee, Mark Representative Mark Green, he is conducting a series of five phases of investigative inquiries taking a look at the dereliction of duty of Secretary Mayorkas. Just this week, he released the, the fourth phase report. He's got one more to go. I'm confident that the end of these five phases, he's going to recommend impeachment for Secretary Mayorkas. All we need is four of those eight to vote for it. I think we're going to get there. All right. Mark Morgan, you were such an integral part in running border protection, and we had turned things around. It wasn't perfect. By any, I don't think anybody would say yep. it was perfect, but we really were making a dent in this. And more than a dent, we really we had operational control, which we don't now. Am I out of line when I say that every move this administration has made and Secretary Mayorkas has made, it's the move you would make if you were actively trying to destroy America and open up the border. There's nothing about security about any move they've made. No, no, Grant, I, I think that's absolutely correct. And here's what I like to do. Let, let's, let's take away your opinion, my opinion. Let's just look at the facts. So by February of 20, and this is what I always say about what, what, we, what we have accomplished. I always say, like you said, it wasn't perfect. But what I, I always comment on is we had the most secure border in our lifetime, and every single day it was getting more secure. That's a fact. By February of 2020, we had reduced illegal immigration by 85%. It's a fact. 
We brought Mexico in to join in this as the regional crisis that it is. It is. We had all three Northern Triangle countries that signed on to the Safe Transit Country Agreement. I mean, I could go on and on and on. We got Border Patrol agents more back on the front lines, back on their national security mission to stop drugs, criminals, and national security threats from pouring in. This administration dismantled all of that. And so at the end of the day, and again, we've seen, right, so we in the past 35 months, we've had over 8 million total nationwide encounters, plus almost 1.7 million known gotaways. The list goes, goes on and on. Look at the facts. It is what it is. They've destroyed this border. So I know I've known you for a long time now. You, you, you've become more political as you've watched the country be destroyed. But you're a law enforcement guy. Your, your politics was just enforce the law. That's how a good law enforcement guy should be. Can you figure out what their motivation is? I've come to the conclusion that I think they want to destroy suburbs. I think they want to import poverty into America. It helps them push socialism. It helps them push their big government agenda when they dumb down America and society in general. I know you're not a super political guy, but you take this country and the values of it. I know you dearly. Can you figure out what they're up to? Yeah, I think so, Grant. And look, I I still like to consider myself I'm not – the, that, that political person. But the problem is when it comes to our border, I, 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 I say when I, I when I left you know, the government office, I got my First Amendment rights back. Right. And at the, at the end of the day is you can't talk about the border without talking about politics. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be a red or, or, or blue issue. It should be a red, white and blue issue. But it's not. And so at the end of the day, here's the conclusion. It took me a while to get here. And you and I have known, you've seen my progression. It, I, I wasn't a, a willing a participant in this, but I can go draw no other conclusion. At the end of the day, this is about a perceived political benefit. Is that, and there's two fronts of that. One is, remember, illegal aliens are counted part of the census. So the short-term game is we're going to have redistricting of, of uh, seats in the, in the Democrats' favor. The second political benefit they see is every single illegal alien they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote. I think they're on the right side of this. And then when you add in that you've got the, the political benefit plus the conversion of ideologues in this administration, I think that's what we have right now. All right, here's what I didn't know. I ran for Congress. I didn't know that illegal aliens are counted in the census to decide what the congressional district is, that it's not American citizens, the 800,000 or whatever it is. Illegal aliens are counted. That explains a whole slew of it. I don't think anybody's talking about that. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I've been saying it for a while, but th- that that's the part. And here's the other part, too, is don't discount that they believe every single illegal alien they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote. Grant, that's why That's why they don't care about border security. That's why they're incentivizing the illegal aliens come, because now they, they, the Democrats at least used to feign discussion about border security. They really didn't mean it, but they used to fake it. Now they don't even fake it. They're not even talking about border security now. They're only talking about amnesty now. And the reason why is because they know every single individual that they provide amnesty to is going to uh, equate to a Democratic vote. That's why this is happening. They're jeopardizing our, 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 our nation's safety all in the name of politics. All right. I asked you this question. If you could do it in 30 seconds. Do you think we should criminally charge Secretary Mayorkas since we can't get him impeached right now? Look, I, I, I don't want to be hyperbolic. What, what I'll say is he should definitely be impeached. 
And what I would say is, I believe that he's the most dangerous man in this administration, and I believe he has blood on his hands. Mm. Um, I believe he's responsible for the largest sex trafficking ring in American history. I believe he's responsible for the largest drug trafficking ring in American history. Uh, I think he has blood on his hands. When you got blood on your hands, you usually get charged with murder. We got American kids are dying left and right. We have a bold district attorney and a bold sheriff that would do this. They do it to President Trump. Hey, Mark, you want to stay for one more segment? Yeah, sure. Okay, I want to play some sound bites from you from Christopher Ray, and uh, and uh, and we'll we'll go through these things as as we continue. Mark Morgan stays with me. I'm Grant Stinchfield. Don't forget the website grantstinchfield.com. GrantStinchfield.com on social media, Stinchfield1776. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, please. Uh, I'd love to see you there, okay? And then we're back with Mark Morgan to go through some of these sound bites. We'll break it all down for you. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Let's get back to the show with Grant Stinchfield. All right, so I asked my friend Mark Morgan, the Commissioner of Border Protection under President Trump, 20-year FBI veteran, whether or not Secretary Mayorkas should be criminally charged. I asked him this months ago back on The Real America's Voice Show. I just asked him that again, and then he kind of gave me a runaround, Mark. (laughs) But I said, look— I, I, Look, he's got blood on his hands. He he is. I believe he's a yeah. drug trafficker. I believe he's a sex trafficker. He's got the open borders. Uh, you name it. He's certainly broken his oath to uphold the 2006 Border Security Act, which says you got to yeah. keep operational control. Absolutely. What do you think? Criminally charge this guy or not? Yeah. Look, I, I, I think this goes to like these, these, these sessions aren't scripted. Right. And believe it or not, there are times that I think about maybe I shouldn't be so bombastic as I normally. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I thinking? Right. So, so yeah, because, let's put it this way. And this is why I said what I said before. If, if he was a civilian, right, if he, if he didn't have the indemnity protection, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, a secretary of DHS, he would be. I mean, if, if he did what he was doing as a civilian, he would be charged with multiple felonies, right? He is actually facilitating the world's largest human smuggling ring, the world's largest trafficking ring. He's assisting the cartels. He's facilitating the cartels with pushing drugs, criminals, and national security yeah. threats. So, yeah, I think I'll, I'll stick with what I originally said. I think that there is a reasonable case that could be made. This is why I love you, man. This is exact. At least aiding and abetting is an open, shut case uh, right, on right. all of this stuff. <laughs> all right. So Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, your old organization, went in front of Congress. Yep. Um, he was asked about suspected terrorists at the border. Cut one, guys. Let's uh, roll that. Can the FBI guarantee the American people that known or suspected terrorists, including any from Hamas or other terror groups, are not amongst those gotaways? Well, certainly the the group of people that you're talking about are a source of of great concern for us. That's why we're aggressively using all 56 of our joint terrorism task forces. But there's really no way for you to guarantee that Hamas isn't in those. Well, again, as you say, there's the unknown unknown and the known unknown. Um, But what I can tell you is that our 56 Joint Terrorism Task Forces are working their tails off to make sure that they suss out and identify potential terrorist suspects, whether they're on the watch list or not. Mark Morgan, 
formerly with Border Protection. The double speak just kills me. Yeah. It, Grant, I, I'm with you. I mean, really, that was blah, 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 blah. It was a light touch. At the end of the day, what he said with, with, with five minutes of D.C. swamp talk is, yes, just once I wish that there would be somebody in the government in a key critical position like the director of the FBI would just look at the uh, whoever's asking the question and look the American people in the eye and just be straightforward yeah. and honest. The answer to that question was, yes, chairman, that is absolutely a significant national security threat. That should have been the answer. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is they can't tell you. I know they can't tell you That's whether right. or not terrorists That's are corrupt. Correct. There's, there's no way to tell you. Now, and the best assessment, if they're honest, is you better believe there have been terrorists that have come through there. We know there are numbers of special interest aliens, Mark. Correct, Grant. We have, I mean, the, he talks about the cases he's had of terrorists in the country. We, we know that in the past 35 months, Three, 286 aliens on the FBI's terror watch list have been apprehended. Tens of thousands of what we call special interest aliens that come from countries that harbor, sponsor, and facilitate a terrorist organizations we've encountered. And we have 1.8 million known gotaways. Yeah, the law of averages, we have terrorists in the United States. The law of averages will tell us we already have a sleeper cell in the United States planning the next terrorist attack. That is not hyperbolic. That is what these individuals should be being honest with the American people about. So what do we do? Is there ever a point where we get where my orchestra is going? You know, my buddy Cash Patel is big on this. He, he He's not a super fan of impeaching Joe Biden, even though he believes that Joe Biden should be impeached. He says the key is going through guys like this with the Mayorkas and Blinken and, and Christopher Ray. Your thoughts? I think he's absolutely right on this. You know, at the end of the day, you, the president, to some degree, especially this one, come on, let's be honest, he's a figurehead. The people that are actually implementing the day-to-day -day policies that's actually impacting this, yeah. they're at the cabinet-level official. I've heard people all the time say the opposite. Say, oh, he's just caring. No, that's yeah. not correct. I completely disagree with this. The, the, the majority of policy is coming, with respect to that border right now, is coming right. at the end of a pen from Secretary Mayorkas. And th that's the fact. Mark Morgan, I yep. appreciate your service to this country. You're so great to spend uh, this much time with me. I appreciate your friendship as well, buddy. Uh, thank you for coming on tonight. You bet. Next time I'm wearing a gun T-shirt. There you go. You got to go to the gym to keep up with me, though, buddy. But uh, I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> that is the great Mark Morgan, everybody. We so appreciate him coming on. And I do mean it when I tell you he's a great patriot. And uh, I wish this administration would listen more to him. Uh, we are back in a flash. Gordon Chang is here. We're going to talk about China with that great expert as well, another patriot. As America First continues on the Salem Radio Network, I'm Grant Stinchfield. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Let's get back to the show with Grant Stinchfield. Well, thank you so much, Dr. G. It's great to be sitting in for you as Dr. G is over in Oxford, England, getting ready to debate April Ryan, the leftist pontificator, and Bernie Sanders' brother about the dangers of Donald Trump uh, at the Oxford Union. It's like the oldest debating club in in uh, quite possibly the world. So Dr. G is going to do great. He doesn't need our help at all on that, as we know, but uh, certainly send him some good thoughts as he takes on those leftists. Um, you know, speaking of leftists, 
We had Joe Biden literally treating Chairman Xi of China as a state hero. As Chairman Xi is literally running a fentanyl operation in the United States, killing American citizens. He's stealing trade secrets. And yet, Apple's Tim Cook. Uh, you, you get Gilead Sciences. You get BlackRock. All of these companies pay $40,000 a plate to sit with a guy who literally would like nothing more than to steal the trade secrets from those companies and is, and yet they pay for it. So how should we be treating China? Because I can't imagine welcoming them into America as a hero, as they're literally waging war on us, is a good idea. To help me break all of this down is my good friend Gordon Chang. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter, Gordon G. Chang, at Gordon G. Chang. And he's got a new book out, China is Going to War. Gordon Chang, welcome to the program. I think China's already at war with us, Gordon. Well, it certainly is because China, first of all, in May 2019, in a landmark editorial in People's Daily, actually declared a quote-unquote people's war on the U.S. But you also got to remember that China has this doctrine of unrestricted warfare, and it's been conducting that type of struggle against us for decades. So, yeah, we already at war, and we're taking big casualties because, you know, Grant, you mentioned fentanyl. Well, last year, 70,000 Americans died from doses of illegal Chinese of, of illegal fentanyl, according to the CDC, CDC. Now, virtually all of that fentanyl came from China which means that China killed 70,000 Americans last year, and we welcome a murderer into our country. And Tim Cook and all those other guys gave him a standing ovation last night at dinner. This is hideous. It's amazing to me because these are companies built on, well, they're supposed to be built on capitalistic principles, and, and they got there based off of free markets. But now I think in many respects they're relying on China with the with the cheap labor that they're getting there. And they've just decided, you know what, I'll make more money in bed with the Chinese CCP and turn our backs on the American people because I think that's what these big companies are doing. Well, that's certainly right. And you mentioned Tim Cook. You know, Apple has been using a company, Lens Technology, which has been accused – of using forced enslaved Uyghur labor. That's basically uh, a racial and ethnic minority. And Apple is lecturing us about all sorts of issues. You know, how dare they? How dare they lecture us when they take advantage of forced labor of ethnic minorities? Do you think Xi Jinping goes back to his, his presidential suite and laughs at us and Joe Biden that we welcome him in. He's getting a standing ovation when literally he's buying gold, selling off the dollar, doing everything he can do to crush our economy. Does he laugh about this? He laughs about that. You know, there was one good note last night, and that is during the press conference, Biden called C a dictator. And, of course, today, you know, the Chinese foreign ministry goes berserk. Well, that's a good thing. Um, But apart from that, yeah, Xi Jinping is laughing at us because he can see that we're not willing to stand up to him, that we invite him into our country, even though he kills tens of thousands of Americans a year. And by the way, that's on top of 1.1 million million Americans who died from COVID, a disease that Xi Jinping decided to spread to us. So, yeah. This is this is just awful. And and by the way, Biden won't challenge Xi Jinping on the origins of COVID. Well, because Biden, in my opinion, is paid off. You know, Biden said he can trust 
Xi Jinping. I, I don't know what he trusts him on, except other than the check is in the mail. I'm sure he trusts him on that. Sends Hunter to the post office to go pick it up for him. Um, John Kirby is one of President uh, Biden's chief spokespeople. Um, he was on MSNBC. I want you to listen to what this is an ad was an admiral in the Navy says about Xi and fentanyl. Cut 17. Um, and so what we're trying to do, if you think about a supply chain in that regard, we're trying to go to the left of that supply chain, as far left as we can go, getting at the chemical ingredients that, that make up fentanyl in China. And President Xi made it clear yesterday that he doesn't want to see another American die because of fentanyl. <laughs> Gordon Chang, that is so nice. Does he really believe that? I you know, I don't know what's in Kirby's head, but he can't believe that if he's a sane and rational individual. I mean, let's look at the facts. China runs a near total surveillance state, which means they know exactly what the large, well-organized international fentanyl gangs are doing. And so they couldn't operate if the Communist Party didn't approve it. But we don't have to speculate, Grant, because we know that Chinese diplomats actually provide cover for the fentanyl gangs. The gangs operate and put their money into the Chinese state banking system. And by the way, every container that leaves China gets inspected by a Chinese official. So we have to conclude that the Communist Party um, wants to kill Americans. I don't know how else you come to that conclusion. And the fact that John Kirby is saying that just shows you how feckless, weak, and if it's by design, that's scary enough. If it's ignorance, that's scary enough. Either way, we're in a bad spot. I'll give you the last word as uh, as uh, we come up at the end of the segment, Gordon Chang. You know, the highest, most solemn duty of the president of the United States is to defend the United States from foreign attack. We have seen the Biden administration completely fail to discharge that obligation. You know, If Biden doesn't want to confront Xi Jinping, that's his business. But he then has no business being uh, the president of the U.S. Yeah. Uh, Well, as always, I agree with you 100 percent. And your insight is always fascinating. Uh, Gordon G. Chang at Gordon G. Chang is his Twitter address. Uh, His new book out, China is going to war. Gordon Chang, as always, I appreciate you coming on the program today. Oh, I appreciate it, Grant. So thank you. Absolutely. Always good to talk to you, my friend. All right, folks, um, I'm Grant Stinch. You'll fill it in for Dr. G, who's over, as I mentioned, in Oxford. Uh, listen, go to the website, grantstinchfield.com. Uh, sign up for the email list. Keep you posted on things. If you're watching on Rumble or any other outlets, just hit the subscribe button. Go over to Grant Stinchfield. I do lots of podcasts there, stream them live, and uh, can use the support from you. Stinchfield1776 on Instagram and Twitter and everything. So, uh Uh, We'll continue here in a moment as America First continues. I'm Grant Stinchfield in for Dr. Gorka. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.